Hey, 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 welcome back to the Women's Healthy Living Club podcast, also known as the WHLC podcast. I'm your host, Darian, and I'm super excited to be recording today because it's been a freaking while. I noticed that I need a good break, and I have learned that um, trying to record podcasts while I'm bleeding <laughs> is not fun. I don't want to because I like to be alone and like introspective and quiet and podcasting is very masculine it's you're putting your ideas out there it's talking it's you know it's it's more of an air quality and air is a masculine um form of energy so took a little hiatus but i'm back i'm back i'll keep coming back but today's podcast is about yoga and it's been a while. I, I wanted to wait a while before I started talking about yoga because I have had in the last couple of years, actually, a few, a bit of mixed feelings when it comes to yoga because I started yoga about seven years ago and a lot changes in seven years. And at that time, like I had started studying on my own because of how interested I was in it. And I didn't have the means to pay for a teacher training at the time. And I honestly, I'm going to be super real. I had a little too much pride to go in and ask for like a scholarship or what have you. And I, my biggest goal was to get a well-paying job so I could make myself financially independent from my family. And I thought, you know, paying for a yoga teacher certification may not be the way to do it because in fact, I'll lose money. And at the time I saw that the teaching sphere was becoming highly saturated, just like ridiculous and it's even more saturated now with everyone anyone could be a yoga teacher if you have the right money and numbers so um but at the time I, I was studying and going to occupational therapy school at the same time and in my free time I would practice and I would read a bunch of books that I saw the because I would you know I would think about it I would google the teacher trainings and kind of look at their curriculum and see what they were learning and then I would um, check out the books that they required or recommended and then I would find those books and read them myself and therefore giving myself kind of my own private yoga teacher training with no teacher <laughs> but, but the, the books were teachers for sure I learned a lot from of the things that I read um, some of the people that I read I read the sutras the Pantanjali sutras I read the Bhagavad Gita, not the big version. I need to delineate that because I learned there's a huge version of the Bhagavad Gita that's not all the way English translated, I guess. Um, and it's like as thick as a Bible. And I didn't read that one. I didn't even know that one existed until I moved to Manitou. But I read the condensed Bhagavad Gita that was translated into English, which was life-changing. And I thought, wow, what a small book for having so much information in it. Like, it's so small. But anyway... Um, I also read a, a really good book if you are interested in learning yoga just for yourself. And because I, I meet a lot of people who, you know, tell me, oh, I'm doing a yoga teacher training. I'm like, cool, you're going to teach? They're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I just wanted to do it to learn more about yoga. And I'm looking at them like, girl, you could have saved yourself like $2,500 at least because this book is $10. Okay. And it tells you everything you need to know. Uh, maybe you want to pair it with an anatomy book if you're getting real crazy about it, but um, 
This book is called Power Yoga, and there's two versions, Power Yoga 1 and Power Yoga 2. Um, I think Power Yoga, the second one is called Beyond Power Yoga, and that's the one that I read was Beyond Power Yoga by Beryl Bendel, Beryl Bender Birch. It's a really hard name to say. Um, and she has, she was like one of the first, uh, how I say, yogi celebrity teachers maybe in the 80s. And she kind of was one of the first women to really make it popular. Um, there's another woman that's pretty old now. She's like in her 90s that also was in that era. But she started power yoga. And she called it power yoga for a lot of reasons. And you can read her book and find out why. But I really loved her book because it was plain and put put simply. And she integrated a lot of stories from her life um, into the book and how yoga had influenced different pieces of her unfolding. And it was just a really cool book. Um, and that's where I learned like the sequencing and uh, the correct, you know, alignment. And after reading that book, I pretty much like alignment is not, I won't say universal, but it's pretty universal. Like you want to have a nice straight spine, you know, like good posture helps <laughs> things like that. But anyway, really loved those books. And, um, I also read a lot of Osho. I was following Megan Curry at the time and just literally studying her movement. Like my life depended on it because I wanted so badly the freedom that she was expressing through her physical form. Like it was so to me, it was revolutionary. I could not believe anybody could move like that. And she was balancing on her hands and doing all these like funky little poses that I thought would be impossible for me. And <clears throat> I noticed and listened to podcasts of her, hers and videos and all that. And she had mentioned she'd been practicing for consistently about eight years um, to be able to do all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm in it. I'm in the long haul. Here we go. Let's do this. And so I started a home practice based on this, like, I would watch her videos, like I said, religiously, like, all the time, even if I'd seen them already, I'd watch it again, and watch it again, and watch it again, to see, like, how did she do this, and where is she shifting her weight, and is there some reason that she's doing this with her feet, like, turning them out, or turning them in, and, like, just exploring, and so, I used to have a lot of resentment towards the yoga scene in America, because... I didn't have a certification and America is all about the paper and the paperwork and if you don't have it you're not respected and I felt really upset about that because the whole point of yoga is self-study and unity right you, you self-study to be able to unite yourself into a whole human and then realize that you're not separate from the rest of the world and I was feeling really upset because I didn't because I didn't pay the lump sum of money and do the traditional courses in America and all this whatever I I wasn't considered educated in yoga and I wasn't considered certified quote quote in yoga but I had certified myself I felt like I had certified myself through my own self-study which was quite vigorous and my own home practice that I've maintained for almost like I said seven years so I was kind of just like damn this is messed up <laughs> like and there's a lot of funny things that go um unheard of about yoga for example, you know, now in America, yoga is, it's starting to branch out and it's starting to diversify as far as who's practicing and who gets to learn the information. Whoa, I'm sliding. Whoa, whoa. Um, whoa, that was scary. Um, but 
you know, the majority of people that have the privilege to practice yoga the way that it's taught to be practiced is rich white women, right? Like you see it all over Instagram. You see it everywhere. It's everywhere. And that also kind of put me off too. Cause I was like, people don't even realize that women weren't allowed to do yoga back in India, like where it came from, <laughs> they weren't allowed to. And you had to be like a male wealthy warrior to be able to practice yoga and learn the art of yoga. And you know, a lot of people, it's funny cause that makes me laugh when men don't want to do it. Cause I'm like, dude, did you know that this was only for warriors and it was to put your body back in balance so you could go into war? Do you even know? You don't know. Oh my gosh. Start doing yoga. What's wrong with you? So, um, had a little bit of hard feelings about that, but you know what? If, if it's, if someone doesn't want to learn yoga for me because I haven't been certified, that's on them. And you know, that's their loss. Cause a lot of, a lot of, um, I guess more progressive yoga studios who are pretty well versed in the history of yoga are like, I've, I found one here who they are, they're like basically saying this is a deep self-study. Like it is not for everyone. I'm not just going to give you a manual to fill out and say, circle the right buttons. And then you're, you're certified, like you got to do some introspection for real. And that's what I'm into about yoga. And of course, you know, the, the asana, that's the postures, the movements, the funky shapes you see people making on their pictures. Um, that's kind of what drew me to it. Cause I thought, you know, there's gotta be some kind of power that comes with being able to move your body like that. And then after I kind of, I don't want to say I like met my goal, so to speak, but I met some goals of like being able to do a handstand, being able to comfortably backbend. That was a big goal of mine. Um, once I could do that stuff, I, I didn't get bored, but I kind of, at the same time as I was kind of feeling resentful towards the Western practice of yoga, I also kind of realized I was using yoga for the wrong reasons. Like I was trying to use it as a workout and the the more I practiced, the easier things got and the easier things got, the less it was a workout. And the more it was like a mobility, cardio, muscular endurance type of thing, um, which is all cool and gravy, but you know, I was also getting hyper flexible and a little bit weaker. In fact, after I hit a plateau. And so I had a few instances where I had like little injuries from yoga because I was one trying way too hard. And two, um, I was kind of pushing my joints into a hyperflexibility without compensating by strengthening those same joints and creating stability where I've created mobility. So there's definitely a little balance and learning thing. But, um, so lately my yoga practice has been much, 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 much different than when I started. It was very physical base, like I said. And, um, why aren't you going car? And, uh, Sorry, <laughs> now I missed the light, those stinkers. Um, very physical based at the time. And then with like, I mean, I still practice yoga, but it, I used to sit there and like get my mat out and it would be calculated and disciplined and rigid. And I would be on my yoga mat for an hour and I would do my savasana and I couldn't meditate until I did all my, you know, postures first and then the savasana and all that stuff. And that was what I did. And that was my yoga practice. But now... I'm strapped for time, man. And I don't, I don't have hour. Well, I, I'm going to start creating an hour, but I didn't feel like I had an hour to put aside with all the other things that I was doing, like strength training, training jujitsu, um, 
all that business. And so my yoga practice kind of looked sprinkled throughout my day instead of this long, um, you know, back-to-back posture session type of thing. But I'm learning that there is definitely value in both. I used to think, well, you can, once you get through the postures and you understand them and you can, you know, the right alignment, you can use them anytime you want and you don't have to do this long hour thing. And I used to believe that wholeheartedly and I still do a little bit, but there is definitely a different effect and a different value in taking aside an entire hour just to move your body. And one of the big things that I love about yoga and that I think more people need in their lives, yoga is a gentle, non-intimidating way to start self-exploration, to start looking into yourself, to start looking into how your muscles and and lungs and organs function and how you move and just understanding what you are as a physical being. And some people will go their whole lives avoiding that like the plague. They're just like, I don't want anything to do with anything that has to do with me. I hate bodies. I hate feet. I hate vaginas. I hate everything because I'm scared of it and it doesn't look wonderful and, you know, it doesn't look pretty. It kind of looks scary to me and whatever. People just like, hate their hate their bodies or they're afraid of them. And I was one of the people that hated their bodies, hated it. Everything about my body I thought was wrong because I wasn't shaped like European style. And I just thought, you know what? Why would God do this to me? Like... I'm so confused. Why would I be given all this like extra meat? Like, I don't want all this. (laughs) I just want to be plain and Jane, plain Jane. That's all I want to be. So yoga really helped me to learn how to love my body because of how it moves and not how it looks. And that was a big, big game changer in how I started approaching things in life, how I spoke to myself, how I took care of myself. Huge game changer. So I'm a, a big fan and advocate of yoga for that because at the end of the day, once you've practiced for a little while, the postures become more accessible to you. And then the entire practice doesn't become like this. It's not so much this like rigid, disciplined, I have to be serious and quiet and solemn while I practice because I am going deep within. It doesn't have to be like that. You can start using yoga as a form of loosening up, as a form of playing around with yourself, just playing around on the floor, in the dirt, anywhere you can. It's like the best feeling ever. And it is definitely a window to freedom because movement and yoga is something that nobody can take away from you. It can be taken away from you. Say you get in an accident or something like that, but that's only one part of yoga. And the whole entire, the whole entirety of yoga can never be taken away from you because yoga is the thought and and understanding that you are everything and that everything is also you. So, I mean, that's a big, that's a big freaking pill to swallow. (laughs) It's like, I'm everything. What? Yeah. I just went real hippie on you guys, but it's the truth. It is the truth. And it's a truth that we've forgotten quite a bit. Um, which is, which when I think about it, it makes me really sad. (laughs) It does. Part of something that I want to share in this healthy living club atmosphere is the deep, necessity for nature in our lives like we need her we need her to stay alive we need her to be the most vital healthy humans we can be she is our pinnacle for real like we need it for real and comfort and convenience and our training and conditioning to use comfort and convenience to hide ourselves and cover ourselves up and fear nature is killing us it's killing us And I mean us as the human being population. 
we've forgotten where we come from. And it's a big deal where we come from because if we forget, then we abuse her and then she will come back and abuse us and we won't be here anymore. So yoga and the study of the cosmos and science, like actually, you know, people think of yoga sometimes and they're like, I don't know, man, yoga gets a little too crazy for me and you know, I'm a, I've heard people say, you know, they're like, I'm a devout Christian and yoga goes against my practices, but it really doesn't. It doesn't at all. Fear goes against your practices. Fear of learning about another culture, fear of moving and understanding and opening yourself up to something that's different than what you're used to. That's, that's what's challenging your, your faith in Christianity. You can, you can practice yoga and be a Christian at the same time, no problem. But you have to be willing to set aside some of your judgments, some of your, um, you know, preconceptions about what it is. Because yoga and all of the historical books that I've read and all of the basic fundamental readings, yoga is not a religion. It is not a religion. It is a science. It is a science created by super ancient old yogi men who probably were tripping on some kind of drugs because of the things that they talk about, I'm like, how did you access that? You have to have taken some drugs to understand this crap as a monkey. Like, you had to. And all they did was write it down and put it into a formula, a formula that is time-tested to provide you with feelings of unity, feelings of connection, feelings of understanding, enlightenment, peace. That's what the whole practice is about, is creating this is, is using the body as a tool and a vessel to create this energy to then send out into the world, to then better the world, to then, you know, thank the earth, to then become a shepherd to the earth. It's, it's very, very, very thoughtful and very systematic and formulated. And it's very scientific. It's not some, it's not religious. And, you know, a lot of people get afraid of the Sanskrit. And I used to be, I wasn't afraid of the Sanskrit. I liked Sanskrit. And actually, Sanskrit's been shown to have been put and ordered in a way that creates different physical reactions in life, in living beings and living organisms, including us. And so the, the chance, people will think like, oh, I might be chanting a, an evil demon spell and I'm going against the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ would want you to feel peace in your heart. It, in any way, he, it just, I, people that are so, you know, narrowed about their ideas. I'm like, do you really think Jesus would be like, you know, you should stop doing that thing that brings peace to your heart. I think it's cause, I think you're calling upon demons. It's like, I don't think demons bring peace, man. Like, I don't think that's how it works. So don't be so tight and rigid with your ideology to the point that it limits you in experiencing something that can totally transform your life for the better and make you more Christ-like. Really. I mean it. It's so funny. I started getting really into yoga and like exploring these ideas of unity and peace and all these kind of like woo-woo hippie ideas. And I was making a little blog about it on, it was a blog called The Happenings. I don't even know if that's still up, but I would get, I had left the church at that point for, it had been a few years since I'd left our big box church in my little town I grew up in. And I would get inquiries like, somebody literally told me, you are, you are Christ-like and Jesus would be proud And like all this stuff, like, wow, you're just emanating the Christ energy and like, blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around and be like, but why'd you leave the church? (laughs) But why'd you do this? But you're still, you're still failing. 
because you're not calling yourself a Christian. Mm. I'm like, what? How are you going to give me a backhanded compliment like that? That's crazy. I'm going to take the first half and I'm going to go ahead and throw out the second half because I feel okay. I feel good. So be easy on yourself when it comes to that stuff. It's a big, big world. And to think that we know it all and that it can all be known is silly and naive. And it's quite a state of ignorance because there's a lot to be learned. A lot. I love yoga. And I had been thinking like, you know, maybe I should get certified just to fucking make the people happy. And then people say, oh my God, are you certified? I could be like, yeah, bitch, I am. But then I thought, no, I'm not going to bend to some bureaucracy of people who think that they have the authority to tell me whether or not I know how to practice and teach yoga. I've already done it. I've already taught yoga. I've already, I've been practicing for years. There's no need for me to prove it financially and with paper. There's just no need. And you know, the people that understand that will be the people that I teach and the people that don't will be the people that go to somebody else. And that's totally fine. But I value my teaching style and my, my study path and all of that, because it is seriously authentic. Nobody else was pouring anything into me except the books, except the teachings, except the ancient words. And that's it. I took those and put them into my life and figured out how to do it. And now when I teach, it's not coming from this, like, I'm not saying someone else's words. I'm not saying someone else's form of, you know, because like I see people go to certain teacher trainings and I know those yoga teachers. I'm specifically thinking of Megan Curry because she has certain little things that she says that I'm like, that's a Megan Curry statement. And then I hear a teacher, like I go to a class just for shits and giggles. And I hear a teacher say that I'm like, you went to Megan Curry teacher training, didn't you? (laughs) Because I know those words. I've studied her deeply and I know those words. And I, I'm sure I use some of her words too, but most of the time, the, the way I teach has come from my observations during my own personal practice. And I can speak from those observations and that direct experience, and it gives my style a little bit of more authenticity than I usually see out in the field. So it's kind of cool, and I'm no longer resentful about it. And I think yoga is a great practice to integrate into your life. It does not have to be super long. I'm, I'm telling you, do two sun salutations a day. Give it a Google. Sun salutation isn't rocket science. You can figure it out. Give, give it a try. Two sun salutations a day. Sun salutation A. That's all you got to do. Shri, I forgot how to say it in, I was going to try to say it in Sanskrit, but I totally forgot how to say it. But anyway, I got to get to work. So thank you for listening. I hope this wasn't too um, touchy for people who are studying and practicing yoga. I don't, you know, I have no judgment or qualms against people who are taking trainings. I am, I freaking raise my hat to you because I could not make that financial investment and now that I've gone through the practice and the study myself I looked at the curriculum and I'm like I already read this book like I have to read it again I already read this book <laughs> like I don't want to go through it again because I already went through it so it would be almost taking a step backward just to pretend I was going forward within society and I don't I don't want to do that um, but I do commend and tip my hat to anybody who is studying yoga it's a great thing to get into Um, and don't let the system and don't let the studios and the, the status quo limit your teaching style and your teaching capacity and what you teach. Don't let that happen. If you are studying to teach yoga, because they will try to do that. A lot of studios that I taught for, well, not a lot, because it's not like I've taught for a lot of studios. That sounds weird, but a, a couple of times when I've taught a class at a studio, I've been given feedback like, don't do chanting. Don't, 
don't circle people, don't put people in a circle, just like stuff like that. And I'm like, why not? (laughs) There's a reason I did it. Yoga, unity, getting together, community, um, sound has a direct effect on your physiology and can create another sense of unity. Like I'm doing this for a reason. Didn't you study yoga? Cause I read all this. Did you, but there's a status quo that studios have to keep up and they have a product they're selling and they want that product to be the same so that people will consistently show up. So it's a business move. I get it, but don't let that hinder or hamper how you, how you teach. And if you, you can't teach the way you want to, where you're at, find a new place to teach. Anywho, I'm going to get going. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Um, I should say namaste, huh? Cause we're talking about yoga. So namaste, the light in me honors and sees the light in you. We are not different. We are the same. We experience human feelings. We have digestive systems. We have families. We have people we care about. We want to feel loved. All of these things you learn to see all day long, every day. And it, man, it makes you closer to your community. So for real, start getting into yoga if you're not. Love you. Bye.